This is Abscond. This is Abscond with Ethan Renault, episode five. Hey everybody, welcome to Abscond Podcast, the podcast where you allow me to steal 30 minutes of your time, or perhaps you're the one stealing 30 minutes of my time. Either way, I just like the word abscond. 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 The ab-flavored scone. The ab-flavored scone. <laughs> <laughs> um, your, lo- your local third wave coffee shop. The music you're listening to at the beginning of this episode is by Details. That's D3Tales, like Details spelled with a 3 instead of an E. You can find more of his music at anthonypecoraro.bandcamp.com. That's Anthony, P-E-C-O-R-A-R-O.bandcamp.com. Check him out. A lot of good stuff over there. So, funny story, this is literally the second time in a row we are recording this very podcast. It's really late at night. Yeah, it's 11.30 on the dot right now, p.m., and we just finished recording this entire podcast, and at the very end, I went back and listened to a section of it and said, why does this sound so bad? Realized I had been recording the entire thing with my laptop microphone, as opposed to the high-quality Fifine microphone I'm using now. Fifine is the brand of microphone. And it was bad enough that I said, let's redo the whole thing, because... I didn't believe you. I didn't believe it. Like, we record the whole thing. He is like, ah, no, like we used the wrong mic. We listened to the difference, and it really is like a huge difference. Like, it's like a totally... Different sound. Yeah, very different. Not so like- so we are now doing this exact same podcast for the second time. So I hope that the reactions will still be as genuine and authentic as they were the first time. We got laughing pretty hard the first time around. So hopefully it'll be as, just as good for you guys the second time around. Anyway, let's dive into the podcast. We started last time. What are you laughing at? Nothing. We started last time by talking, by saying... Uh, how we know each other. This is Dave Marino. He's Hi. my best friend. Hi there. And I've known him for as long as I can remember. I've known him since he stole my birthday. And yes, I did. That that I did do. My birthday is June 17th. 1991. And Ethan's birthday is? It's June 19th, 1991. I beat you by two days. And the the funny thing is, my due date was June 17th. So June 17th comes around and Dave says, I'm about to out of here so sure enough he pops out and i say gee i'm gonna wait two more days and steal his due date and so i do just that i come out june 19th 1991 and so dave has been two days older than me since the beginning and i've never forgiven him for it (laughs) (laughs) every time every time but i was supposed to be born i just so so weird to be like we literally flip-flopped i was supposed to be born on the 19th you're supposed to be born on the 17th yeah flipped it's great and now you're early to everything, and I'm late to everything. It's so true. That's actually not true at all. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm early to a lot of things. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty punctual, I'd say. Hmm. Anyways. Have you thought how punctual you are? Um, it's not that kind of podcast. Dave, oh, sorry. <laughs> what, when, what is the first memory you have of the two of us? Okay. The first memory that I definitely have of the two of us was 
We were at your house, and I kept mistaking your dog's name for another dog that I knew. And I kept calling your dog the wrong name, and you kept correcting me over and over. <laughs> I don't um, remember that at all. Yeah, it's so weird. But in the first take, I do remember your memory that we had. Yeah, my... Your shared one. Yeah, so we both... So our first mutually shared memory, then, is being at church. We are like... Probably four. I'm going to say we're four years old and we are like sliding on our knees on the carpet like rock stars. Like we'll run, slide and say, get a load of this and pretend to be rock stars with guitars sliding on our knees. Because that's what all 90s kids said. Get a load of this. Yeah, yeah. That was the cool thing to say when you were four and it was 1995. While trying to hide the tears from your rug burns as you <laughs> slide on church carpet. And your mom gets mad that you've burned holes in your knees. Yeah, in jeans. Of yeah. your jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our first memory. I also remember the first time I went to your house, which was uh, it was you, me, your sisters, and your parents, and we made mint chocolate cupcakes. I do, yeah, I don't remember that at all. I don't, I don't even like mint. I don't even like mint. I think it was mint. Huh. Wow. And I also remember your play place, your, your playroom, which like backed up to your backyard, and you had the... The cool playroom. Yeah, that was awesome. Our playroom was awesome. It was two stories, and there were windows on the other story, but, like, the floor wasn't in the playroom. Like, you would walk into the playroom, and you would look up, and you would see, like, the top of the house, like, the second-story roof of the house. And then on the second story, there were, like, all these, like, windows, like, on the top floor, which was awesome. A lot of sun. A lot of sun in that room. (laughs) (laughs) The sun is great, okay? Like, listen, okay, like... When you get older and you start looking at houses, you're like, all right, like, is it south-facing, like, north-facing, like, whatever. Like, yeah. light is important, okay? Yeah. Light is important in a house. It is no bueno when you, like, walk into a home and it's super freaking dark and it's, like, afternoon. Like, man, what a <laughs> dreary place. Whatever. The reason I'm laughing is because we spent at least ten minutes of the first time around of this podcast <laughs> talking about how your bedroom, your bedroom was on the second story. And you had one window that opened onto your roof. There's like a reason above your roof. There's a reason why. I... <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so you had one That's window that hash. opened up to the out outside. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 you had one window that opened up outside, and you could climb out. We did this many times. Oh, climb out yeah. his window onto his roof of the first story, right? And like hang out on the roof. But your other window on a different wall. Opened up into the play place. Yeah, it was an inside window. It was a window that you opened it and you were still inside the house, like looking into the playroom, looking down into the playroom. Yeah, like a window on the floor. That, but that, that sounds like a trap window to me, like a trap door, trap window. Was the window on the floor? No, it wasn't on the floor. It was in the wall, like every other window. <laughs> every other window is in the wall. So somehow, in the mystery of the past, Dave had a window on his wall. On the second story room that opened into his first story playroom. <laughs> My house was... Okay. Yeah, exactly. My house was moved from another location. It was like a farmhouse, and they moved it like two miles to the location where I lived in it. On a, on a truck or something. Wait, they moved said. your whole house? Yeah, they moved my whole house. It's a giant house. Yeah, right? They moved it in pieces. Really? Why not and, build a new house? Well, that... Is a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. I never thought about it. I think, okay, I think, okay, th- this is what, I, they moved it, 
But it was smaller then, and they obviously did an add-on, and that's where the playroom came from. The playroom was an add-on. Oh, so, so when you had the windows in your room, they both initially went outside. Yes, and so they added on the playroom, two stories, but the second story window, whoops. Whoops. It's Dave's inside. window goes to the indoor. <laughs> and it was a perfect... Okay, so I tried to admit this from this podcast episode, second omit. time around. Oh, wait, what did I say? I think you said omit. Oh, Did you well, that's not the right word. Anyway. Omit, whatever. I was really young, and as a really young boy, watching all these heroes hang from, you know, terrifying cliffs, and their fingers slip off one by one, only to pull themselves up by whatever. I thought it'd be cool to do that off of this second story window, super high up um, on that story. Indoor window. Indoor window, that's right. And then uh, I'm at two fingers. My mom remembers this very vividly. I was at two fingers hanging from this. And I'm, not, I'm like super young. I'm like super little. I, I probably wouldn't put it past being like, I don't know, four kind of comes to mind. But I'm hanging from two fingers, a four-year-old from a second-story window, a, a long drop. And my mom sees it. And she just, in one of those like mom lifts car moments, she like dashes in the room. And she like grabs my hand. And she just like rips my hand like from the windowsill. But like arcing my body into the room and just like, no, like pulls me right back into the room. Well, here's the thing, Dave. Right now, you weigh about 62 pounds. Oh, my goodness. So four-year-old Dave couldn't have weighed much more than about six pounds. (laughs) Right. For four years, I was like a really low birth weight. (laughs) (laughs) So it would have been a long drop for you, but it also wasn't that impressive for your mom to lift you up. Pass the APGAR test at that point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep, that's right. All four pounds of me she hurled through the window, and then I got soundly spanked. <laughs> so don't do that again, David. That was a terrible idea. I'm surprised I'm still alive. It's great. Um, so that was something that happened. So anyway, the reason we're talking about memories today is because if you have picked up a copy of my book, The New Lonely, um, the second or third chapter, I... Um, I talk about sharing your stories and how basically two people sitting down and sharing stories from their lives is one of the best ways to see, um, or just to get to know each other. You know, when you sit down, you say, let me hear your story, you know? And so I I feel like sharing stories is so important, um, as a podcaster, as a blossoming, I'm not even, as a budding, yeah, budding, that's the word, as a budding podcaster, um, I think it's. Good for you guys to get to know me a little bit. So today, Dave and I are going to tag team one of our favorite stories from our entire lives. Tag team? Should we high five? Yeah. Yes. So um, every time I'm asked to go speak anywhere or preach anywhere, I try to think to myself, how on earth can I weave the butter story into this message or this sermon? How on earth can I make it fit? And I always try to, because it is the funniest story from my life. And I hope that in the retelling of it, you guys will find it as funny as I did. Although probably not, because I was on the floor, unable to breathe at the moment, laughing. Fingers crossed that you're not driving, listening to this podcast. Because we would hate for you to be on the floor of your car while driving on I-25 or some other, I don't know. Anyway, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So the story begins January 2014. Yes. I had just been to One Thing Conference in Kansas City. What thing? One Thing. Oh. That's the name of a 
conference in Kansas City. Mm. And so my friend and I were on our way back from that. Uh, she's a, a girl, and we were <laughs> – she's a girlfriend, a friend who's a girl. And um, <clears throat> we're on our way back from one thing to Colorado. And I call uh, – we, we had this idea. Uh, we said, hey, let's drive to L.A. from Colorado. In two days. Isn't there a song about the day that? After I'm pretty sure there's a song about that. About driving to L.A.? Yeah. There's probably about 1,400 songs about that. But, like, one that you shared with me. You always have a song. Ethan <laughs> always has a song for, like, every little phrase that he says. Like, I don't know. Was it, you can have Los Angeles, just give me back my girl? Yes. Yes, it was that one. It was that one. And we probably played it, like, eight times over the course of the trip. At least eight. At, at least eight. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you, you're. So this is this is one of the first times. I didn't I didn't know you were driving back from a conference when you when you did this. So you yeah. Drove. So it was kind of a continuing trip for us. So two of us were driving back from this conference. We called Dave. Wait, where was the conference? I have Kansas terrible. City. Kansas. Thank you. Just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I own that. I'm sorry. And so, um, we called Dave. We say, Dave, we're driving to L.A. the day after tomorrow. You're coming with us. We call up our other fr- uh, another friend who's a girl and say... Uh, Is there a theme here? <laughs> we say, <laughs> um, I have a balanced amount of male and female friends. That's the theme. And so, <laughs> it literally was balanced. Two guys, two girls in a car to L.A. What could happen? <laughs> so, so, yeah. So two days later, the four of us, two guys and two girls, are in the car in white driving snack. to... Driving to L.A. It was a silver Civic. It silver was, Honda I, Civic. I thought it was white. It was silver. Okay. Uh, Rob's is white. Oh. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Anyway, we drive to L.A. overnight. We arrive in the morning, meet this girl who very graciously lets us stay in her apartment on Seal Beach. Oh, uh, backstory. I don't know these two ladies. So literally, I'm in a car. I'm, I'm in a box traveling to L.A. <laughs> and the only one that I know is Ethan. And like... I'm just sitting next... Oh my gosh, I hate it. I'm sitting next to someone that I don't know, and I don't know how to start the conversation. Except you were more for, awkward back then, too. Oh you were very gosh, awkward back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, I, I still am, but at the same time, it's like, hey, so we're in this car together. What's your name? <laughs> like, how do you start... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It, it was a very... sad. It was a spontaneous trip from end to end. Yeah. But that's not the important part of the no, story. No, it's not. We get to Seal Beach... This this girl who we had ju- we sh- we showed up on her doorstep, which is another story. She lets us stay in her apartment for a, almost an entire week. Yeah, like props to you. Props and, to you. <laughs> and we we every day. This is kind of how the the morning went. I am a night person, so I don't wake up in the morning like at say, at the crack of dawn. However, <laughs> this girl we were staying with was on the cross country team, so she'd be out the door at like six. To run with her team. Dave was also a runner, a cross-country runner for UCCS, Colorado, what is it? University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. Yeah, so Dave, he's now a coach there, was a coach there. I was a coach. Now I'm After he graduated. Program. And that is me. <laughs> so Dave's a runner. That's why I keep referring to him as weighing about um, 87 grams. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I like how it gets less and less. Like... Like, you get older, but you weigh less. Like, now you're six pounds, and now you're not even, like, a hundred... I could curl you with my pinky toe. A gram. No, you... <laughs> wow. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, 
so, this self concept of yours is just. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so the other two girls were also morning people, so they'd be out the door at about seven to explore the town, and I would wake up at eight ish, which is even early for me. So the third morning we're there, I think we realized. The third morning we're there. I... Everything great happens on the third day. <laughs> Resurrection, the butter story. The butter story. Yeah, a, lot a close other... second. It's a close second. Oh, <laughs> you know what? When I, that, that'll be my question. That'll be my question. When I go, hey, so. Well, uh, um... we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> it's, it's like a ranker. Yeah. The, the, the third day. I wake up in the apartment. I am all alone. Um, the girl we're staying with is out at school. Dave is out doing his little running thing. The two girls are out exploring. I wake up. I start reading my Bible. I'm in the New Testament, breezing through it. And suddenly, the door bursts open. Someone just went deaf because of that. Look at that. You can minimize it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna cut that whole part out. Okay. And suddenly, uh, start, over, start, start yeah. suddenly. And suddenly, the door bursts open, and in comes Dave, hunched over like the hunchback of Notre Dame, and he has this crazy look in his eye, like he's a zombie. He looks like he hasn't seen humans for 14 years, and he's hunched over. That's a very particular. And look. the very first thing he says is. Ethan, I'm about to pass out, right? Yeah, and so I I look at him and I'm like, Dave, okay, drink some water. And he like lurches to the kitchen, like literally hunched over, lurching like a zombie. And he looks, turns over, turns over his shoulder, looks at me and says, no, food first, sustenance. And I, at that point, I just started laughing. I can't remember at what point I just started laughing really, really hard. It's like the only time I've ever used sustenance ever. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm laughing really hard because David's like this crazy guy bursting through the door. He says, sustenance. He he rips open a bag of bread and (laughs) and a jar of peanut butter. And he starts making himself a peanut butter sandwich. And then literally... Like, slabs some peanut butter on this piece of bread. Was bread and peanut butter, like, flying everywhere as I'm, like, doing Yeah, that's thing. how I remember it. It's just like a cartoon. Like, you're hunched over, your things are flying, you're making a peanut butter sandwich. And then and then he collapses to the ground. And if if you want to see these pictures, go to the podcast page. It's abscondpodcast.com. We'll put the pictures up there. And so in the first picture... Dave is lying on the ground in the kitchen, clutching a peanut butter sandwich in one hand and, like, holding a glass of water with his other hand. Holding, air quotes. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's sitting on the ground because he's literally too weak and shaky to pick it up. So he's, like, just kind of holding it while it's sitting on the ground. And I had to help him lift it to his lips and drink water from it. And he's nibbling on his peanut butter sandwich... And he was so shivering that I came and I brought a big blanket and covered him up. And so that's the first picture. Dave on the floor in the kitchen in this random girl's apartment, shivering and acting like a zombie. A thousand miles away from home. <sighs> and so Something I'm kind of laughing. And eventually I see that Dave... Right. Yeah. This is... Okay. <laughs> this is me coming into the story here. Oh, I, wait. He... Okay. It's... 
I don't know. If I see someone on the floor and they're like <laughs> shaking and they can't even lift like water to their lips, like maybe I would be slightly, just a little bit concerned. Maybe a slight <laughs> nulled state of panic. What do I do with this? How do I help this individual? What is going on with this individual? And here Ethan is, just, you know, thinks that this is hilarious. It was <laughs> like, hilarious. But I, I was, well, I wasn't there. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll get there in a second. So Dave starts to actually fall asleep. And so, you know, I pick him up, both pounds of him, <laughs> carry him. But I gained weight this time. <laughs> Carry him over to the pull-out couch we had been sleeping on. Lie him down, and a second later, he's just passing out. Did you, like, did you just, like, flop me on the bed, or did you, like, kind of tuck me in? I don't like, remember. Like, like a good, you know, get some father practice in here, bro. <laughs> I'm just tucking someone in. Okay. So, he starts falling asleep, and like a logical human, I go to take the half-eaten sandwich out of his hand. Because I'm still holding it? Because he's still holding it. And so if you look at the second picture, you can see that it's Dave lying on a pull-out couch under a comforter, clutching the peanut butter sandwich in one hand. So I go to take the sandwich out of his hand, and without opening his eyes or moving a muscle, he says, put it back. And so I just put it back in his hand, which hasn't moved. He's just still lying on his side with his hand out. And I put the sandwich back, and he literally doesn't move again for an hour. He just, you know, passes out. He's dead to the world at that point. And so at that time, I text the two girls and the one we were staying with. And I said, hey, Dave's dead on the couch. I don't know what happened to him. So the girl who um, we were staying with says, oh, I know what to do. I'll bring him orange juice. And so she comes back an hour later. Also like a logical person. Yeah. Orange juice comes back an hour later. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she was she was with her school. So anyway, yeah, yeah so yeah. the other two girls got there first. They both walk in the door and say, where's Dave? Is he okay? And I'm like, he's literally right in front of you. But he's so small beneath this giant comforter that you can't see where he is. No. <laughs> the pull-out couch that we were on was super squishy, so when you lay anything down on it, like the, the blanket makes like a, a little flat <laughs> effect, you know? It just It's just... Combination of the pull-out couch, the comforter, and the fact that Dave is the same width as a pencil. And <laughs> so they went off somewhere else again before the other girl got back. And eventually she comes back with her orange juice. Did about... they not say anything? Were they just like, oh. I can't and remember. Then, and then they left? So she comes back and she has her orange juice, as promised. So I gently stir Dave. Dave. And he wakes up. And he slowly opens his eyes, and the very first thing he says is, Is there a sandwich in my hand? (laughs) He had completely forgotten that he had been clutching his sandwich for dear life when he fell asleep. (laughs) For dear life. And so, I mean, I laughed so hard at that point. I'm I'm in tears because he, you know, zombie mode, passed on the floor, and now he doesn't remember that he was holding a sandwich. He says, Is there a sandwich in my hand? And it's also worth noting at this point that the only thing Dave is wearing is socks, shoes, and skin-tight spandex shorts. You know, so like, 
Nothing over them. Just skin tight spandex shorts. And they cut off and above the knee. They're you know they're called half tights. You know it's not like James Bond stuff, but it they're decent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ethan's well, making it that's out a to... that's a relative term. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so, um, well, do you want to share your part of the story at this like? Catch yeah. people up from your perspective. Yeah. Um, sure y'all are wondering why I haven't talked yet. Um, first, Ethan asked me to go on this trip, and I just saw Walter Mitty. And so I'm like in adventure mode, and he calls me, and he's like, hey, you want to go to California? And I was like, heck yes, adventure awaits. <laughs> and so I pack my bag and I go, but at this time I'm running for the university. I am f- about to go into indoor track season, and I think to myself, you know what? A trip to California is like the best thing that could happen to me right now. I could go to California, get some speed training in, because um, you need you need a lot of oxygen to do um, adequate speed training, of course. So I thought, yeah, like this is going to be it. I'm going to go, I'm going to have an adventure with my buddy Ethan, and I'm going to like get some good running in, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill this track season. Anyway, so I go out on my run with my half tights, my <laughs> spandex shorts, <laughs> Um, and I think, okay, like I'm at sea level, you know, and Colorado Springs where I'm at, uh, is that like 9,000? Six. 6,000 feet. I thought it was nine. Six. Oh. I think the only places that are nine are like... In the mountains. Greeley and, um, what's that other place? Uh, Alamosa. Anyway. Um, we're at 6,000 feet, so I go, oh, like I'm from altitude. And so if I go down to sea level, like I can breathe like more than a normal human being. So I decided... Sir breathes a lot. Sir, <laughs> Sir breathes a lot. Marino decided to... I like how even though this is the second time we're going through the podcast, we're coming up with new jokes <laughs> the second time through. Because we're two best friends. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Anyway, keep There going. is something to be said about that. <laughs> a little... Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. I decide that I'm going to design a workout... That I've never done before, um, that it was long and it was going to be hard, and it was going to be the longest workout that I've ever done. So, because I'm super confident, cocky college kid, so I decide, okay, cool, um, I'm going to warm up three miles to this location. So from, three, run three miles from the apartment. Yes, three miles in a direct beeline from the apartment to a location where I will do my workout, which was a ladder. So I'd start, and I would. No like, one knows what that is. Yeah, I'm about to explain it. Don't go into too much detail. Sure. We don't care. <laughs> run fast, then run slow and recover, and then run fast again. And then you do it in longer intervals. You know, you start with one minute, and then you go to two minutes, and then three minutes on, and then one minute off, and then four minutes on, and so on and so forth. So I decided to do this for like an hour and 20 minutes, which at that point in my career was like the longest run I've ever had. Um, it also should be noted that the night before I had dinner really, really early in the evening. So, and then when I wake up, I don't have water. I don't eat anything. It just screws up my stomach. Like I can't do it. So here I am running on a super empty stomach, no glycogen whatsoever, no sugars, no nada. So I, I'm like completely toasted from this workout. It's the fastest I've ever run. It's the hardest I've ever run. It's the longest I've ever run. And I have three miles to go to the apartment. So here I am running back. And I, I'm like two miles into my cool down. And I'm just like slogging along. I'm like weaving like in and out 
uh, on this like sidewalk, and I'm like, wow, I can't control this. this so is you have a scary. mile to go. You have a mile to go to get back to the apartment. I have a mile to go, and the last thought that I remember thinking was, I don't think I'm gonna make it. I I really don't think I can make it back. Do you remember where you were when that happened? Yeah, um, actually, yeah, I do. I it's this particular bridge that I had to cross. Um, Seal Beach is lovely. But I am not a beach runner. I don't like running on the sand. But you can't run on the sand, like, all the way. So I had to, like, get on the sidewalk and, like, on the street to do that. And part of it is there's this bridge over the bay, some military bases and all that jazz. But there's, like, a bridge. And on that bridge, I was running over it. And I remember, I'm not going to make it. And I black out. My memory goes blank. I do not remember the last mile. From that bridge to the to the stairs to the apartment, up the stairs to the apartment, and into the door, apparently which I burst in and <coughs> sought sustenance <laughs> yeah. instead of water from my friend. That's what, yeah. So that's that was Dave's perspective. That's all he remembers. Ah, yes. Because as he sat up, he we find out he doesn't remember a single thing. He doesn't remember bursting through the door. He didn't remember making a sandwich, clinging to it for dear life, how he couldn't pick up the glass of water or anything. And I could have sworn I had a shirt on, actually. No, the pictures clearly show that you don't. Hmm. I think. But. Anyways. I have my orange juice that was so graciously given to me. Right. So he sits up. He start, he's coherent now. He's not shaking. He's not in zombie mode. He's coherent. And we realize he doesn't remember anything. So eventually, you know, five, ten minutes later, he goes to sit up, get up from the bed, and suddenly pauses. And he's he has this very confused look on his face. And he's he's like, huh? He reaches into his spandex shorts and pulls out two half-melted packets of butter, like, you know, from a restaurant with the aluminum foil slash paper, like, wrapping... <laughs> And just kind of holds them in his hand and stares at them with the most confused look on his face. I mean, wouldn't you if you just pulled two packets of butter from your... <laughs> well, yeah. So that was the point. It's just such a... Yeah, I just... Everything that has happened and everyone's like looming over like, oh man, like what's going on? And I get up and I feel this weird feeling in my shorts and I go, what <laughs> is it now? Like, <laughs> what is it? And from the waistband, I could... And then I hold them in my hand. I, I would... So he has two packets of butter. At this point, I, that was when I was on the ground, (laughs) unable to breathe, because my best friend has just come back, doesn't remember anything, and he had two packets of butter in his shorts. And the greatest part of this story is that, to this day, we have no idea how the packets of butter got in your shorts, where they came from, or anything else, but, but... There are only two logical explanations for how the butter got there, right? Right. Maybe three. Well, okay. So my two, my two hypotheses are that, you know, in Seal Beach, there's a lot of open patios on the sidewalk, right? So, e- so either someone sees Zombie Man running down the sidewalk, hunched over, lurching along, <laughs> takes pity on this poor fool. <laughs> lurching along. And says... And says, oh man, this guy needs a bagel and some butter. 
uh, here, here, man, here you go, man. Here's a bagel and some butter. And Dave, you know, lurches away. <laughs> yes, master. Thank you for the, <laughs> the Quasimodo lurching from patio that, that's to what, patio. That's what I picture the whole time. <laughs> and, and so Dave's like, you know, he like wolfs down the bagel and says, I'm going to save these for later. Shoves the butter in his shorts and just runs back to the apartment. Sustenance first. Lipids later. Sustenance. Save, save these boys for later. They'll be good. Nice and warm. Gotta <laughs> keep them warm. Perfect temperature. <laughs> Nothing like body temperature butter. <laughs> and so, that's option one. Option two... As I said, there's so many open patios on the sidewalk for restaurants. Dave runs along, eyes the butter, like, you know, on the condiment section of someone's table, reaches over and just snatches some butter from some very confused restaurant patrons. Show it says, uh, I'm going to need these later. Runs away, shoves them in his shorts and runs back to the apartment. Those are the only possible two explanations that I can think of. If you're listening to this podcast and you just and you had someone steal butter from your plate, I'm and not you, sorry. I needed it to survive. And if you were if you were the person who either gave Dave butter or had butter stolen from you in 2014 January and Seal Beach. Then we want to hear from you. Uh, contact, contact Ethan from his blog at ethanrenault.com uh, or uh, this um, podcast, uh, Absc- I Abscond. I don't think there's a contact link on the. Well, maybe there is. We'll put one. Well, you we'll, should make I'll one. I'll put a contact You page. should make one because we want to hear from you, Butter um, if Victims. You- <laughs> If you can solve the greatest mystery of our lives, we will be forever indebted to you. I seriously need to know. I yeah. Need to. So that is literally how the butter story ends, with us not knowing how the butter got into Dave's shorts on his way back from that run. The other thing we realized, as we were talking about this before, is that we don't know where else you went on that run. You could have gone into like a dozen shops. And just run around looking for sustenance or treasure <laughs> or, or whatever you were looking for. You know? Like, we don't know what happened when you were blacked out like that. I could have had, like, a full meal and then, like, returned and still wanted more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he, here you go, man. Here's some French toast, a bagel, some fruit. And you just stash the butter away for later after no, everything else. I can't eat right now. I still have to run. Although you probably would not have come back and said food first, sustenance, if you had just eaten a huge meal. I don't know. I mean, I remember a lot of runs where I just want nothing but food all day, every day. I mean, like, a lot of, you know, when you have something so depleting, like, your glycogen stores are gone, like, you burn through all your carbs, like, you are, like, totally, like, toast, like, like. Just like, like, <laughs> like, like. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're toast. Yeah, you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking straight And you clearly weren't all. thinking straight. I probably, because I can't remember this, I probably didn't remember that I had food in me at all. Maybe. Well, maybe you didn't have food in you. <laughs> at all. Maybe I just, I just love that scene of just like me, just like, I probably stopped. I probably like eyed the butter and stopped and then just like, 
took it from their plate as these <laughs> as these plate. two as these two breakfast goers like look what the heck is this guy doing I did that when I was a little kid I did it I was at the Denver Zoo and I did it when I was a little kid I stole I took French fries off of someone's plate and they were sitting right there and my dad was like what are you doing so what? I wouldn't put it beside myself to do that what if what if you took this butter from a little kid's plate. They were just so stoked to butter their pancakes. <laughs> and here comes Dave. Snatch! <laughs> Sorry, kid, you don't get your butter today. I'm about to die. <laughs> and then they become a hoarder because they don't know when stuff will be taken from them again. Yeah. If you're a little kid listening to this podcast. And a crazy man stole your butter two, three, four years ago. Maybe you shouldn't contact. I would not. I would not want to hear the the trauma that I insinuated on you. Um, yeah, refrain from that, please. Yeah. Thank but you. anyway, at that point, we texted the other two girls and said, oh, yeah. "Hey, did either of you put butter in Dave's shorts?" And apparently, they just laughed really hard at that text, and they they heard the whole story later. And uh, yeah, so that is the butter story. That is the butter story. We never found out. Where it came from, how it got there, or exactly what happened to you either. And how I obtained, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... That's one mile of my life that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe more than one. <laughs> you could have gone all over town. Oh, man, yeah. Who knows? Looking for that apartment. For sure. Um, anyway, we <laughs> I know that this wasn't um, the podcast I had promised. Um, next time Dave and I are together, we will make the podcast about addiction once Dave has read up on it more and refreshed himself. Yes. I took the class a little time ago. I'm a little rusty on some of the subject. just want to make sure that everything that I will be sharing from my side is uh, crisp and clean, and I won't be leading anyone astray. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. If you liked having Dave on the podcast, let us know. Hey. Also, um, if you have any feedback whatsoever, if you love the butter story, if you crashed your car because of how hard you were laughing at it. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Let us know. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my own website, ethanrenault.com. All of those is just my name, Twitter slash ethanrenault, Facebook ethanrenault, and so on. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I love the comments, the emails, everything. I read all of them. And, uh, yeah, also keep in mind you can still, amazingly, buy my book from Amazon, um, or both books, actually, The Tall People and The New Lonely, available on Amazon. And, yeah, let us know what you thought of the butter story. Um, Otherwise, we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have anything else you want to add, Dave? Nope. Give yourself five seconds to make a decision. And if you can't make it, just say no. Nope. I'm sorry. Those are Dave's wise words of the day. Well, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the epic moment, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, and remember, believe in yourself. Like, you know, something that they will remember from the end of the podcast on, because, like, that's all that they'll remember. All they're going to remember is that five-second sigh. <laughs> Uh, How was that podcast you just listened to? Well, this guy sighed for five whole seconds. I can't believe I've wasted five seconds of my life listening to someone sigh. <laughs> that's, why we call this, that's why we call this podcast Abscond. <laughs> you allow us to steal so much time from your life. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. This has been Abscond with Ethan Renault and my very best friend, special guest, Dave Marino. See you later, guys. <laughs>